0: Hello, and welcome to Grand Stories, a podcast featuring interviews with grandparent caregivers, human service providers, and school personnel from the northwest corner of Pennsylvania. Grand Stories is broadcast from the Union City Family Support Center in the town of Union City, PA. Thanks for listening. As always, feel free to send us a Facebook message with ideas or questions for future episodes of Grand Stories. Please like our Facebook page called Grand Stories. I'll spell that for you. G-R-A-N-D-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. It's all one word. You can also use the email address apatron at ucasd.org to reach us and I'll spell the email address A-P-I-T-R-O-N-E at ucasd.org. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page called Grand Stories. Hi, I'm Andy Patrone, and I want to personally thank you for joining the Grand Stories podcast today. The mission of the Grand Stories podcast is to give a voice to some of our local Erie County, Pennsylvania grandparent caregivers. Hopefully, our stories will provide some answers to questions held by new grandparent caregivers, reassurance to all grandparent caregivers, and inspiration to anyone listening. Erie County's grandparent caregivers have assumed either full or part-time guardianship to their grandchildren. With that being said, I hope our listeners get as much joy as I do whenever we have the opportunity to spend time with actual grandparent caregivers particularly from here in Erie County, Pennsylvania. So I'd like to welcome our next grandparent caregivers to the Grand Stories podcast studio. Dan and Roberta are a dynamic duo raising a wonderful and spirited little boy. I met this grand family at a picnic thrown by the Kinship Caregiver Network of Erie County, Pennsylvania. So welcome Roberta and Dan. Could you talk a little about your experiences at the recent Kinship Caregiver Picnic?
1: Um, The Kinship Care Picnic is a great event. It gives you a chance to meet other grandparents in your situation. And they have a lot of activities for the kids to do, so you can feel like it's a safe place to go. And it's just a great thing.
0: You know, and and, and I noticed uh, a, a lot of um, interaction between not only the, the grandparent caregivers that were there, but also some of the, the folks from the, um, the Kinship Caregiver Network. But, but, but I think most of it, I, I, I heard the, the, the line, it's, it's good to hear from other people that are going through what we've gone through. I, I heard that line over and over again. And that, that, this was my first um, Kinship Caregiver event, and, uh, and I just can't wait to, uh, to experience more of these, um, these events. We're going to have one in Union City sometime in November. Uh, so we've never, uh, held an event in the Southern part of Erie County. So hopefully that'll be well attended. So do you mind if I start to ask some, some other questions about grandparent caregiving and, and living in a grand family? Sure. So let's, let's go back to uh, the, the beginning, uh, you know, when, when, when you were first, um, I guess, uh, given the opportunity to become a grandfamily. What were the conversations between the two of you like as you discussed the possibility of becoming uh, full-time guardians of your grandson? What were those conversations like?
1: Well, our case, in our case, the situation was we're going to do it. And there was not a whole lot of discussion there because it was the right thing to do. And Go ahead. And we just felt that if we didn't take care of our grandson and do what's right for him, we don't know where he would have ended up, and we wanted to be part of his life. So we did what we needed to do.
0: So you you stepped up uh, when, when you needed to.
1: We had already had him since he
2: came from the hospital and were taking care of him. So it wasn't a far stretch to... Like we went and got him or something, uh, we had him in the home. It just it made it much easier to have parental control when you had to go to doctor's visits and things like that, and it didn't have to round up your child so you could get the parental permission.
0: We'll we'll talk about a little more about the um, I guess the the, uh, the 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 housekeeping part of being. The, the the head of a grand family a little bit later you know how you know how do you find pediatricians uh, you know if you haven't had that need for years how you know how do you find legal advice and and you know that's I think that's going to be tremendously helpful to other grandparent caregivers uh, if, if, if you could sort of and, and, and you know other grandparent caregivers that are in future episodes if, if we could sort of, Disseminate that kind of information, almost like a checklist for beginning grandparent caregivers to follow. I think I think that would be helpful. Um, so speaking of others, you know, how did uh, the, the the you know your inner family circle and, and your social circles how how did how did those uh, friends and family how did they respond to your decision to uh, to raise your grandson?
1: Most of them weren't happy. They didn't think that we were doing the right thing or somebody else should take care of him, but we decided that we were going to do the right thing and take care of him. Um, Our family says we're too old to be raising kids and just shouldn't do it, but I disagreed with that. You know, we've put a lot into the little guy and he's worth every bit of it.
0: I didn't care what they said. (laughs) And and I'm glad that the both of you just decided to press forward and, and do what you felt was, was right. Um, how long have you had guardianship of your grandson?
1: Almost nine years. Okay. He was about four months old when we got it.
0: When, when we talked at the kinship uh, caregiver picnic, Dan and I uh, talked about um, you know family dinners and, and, and just having a routine. So, you know, I think of those as you know, kind of like family traditions, things like that, family, uh, the family routine part of it, and, and the holiday traditions. Uh, you know, from your perspective, how important was it to establish family traditions and build your own family culture?
2: Well, it has to do with stability. Uh, I would be no more happier than if I worked more than the 10-hour day to work a 16-hour day and uh, occasionally visit my family because that's kind of the way I'm built. I love them. would love nothing more than to spend more time with them, but uh, I work. And, but we had to make time and to make sure that uh, I would come home and we could have supper together to add the stability. So the traditions are important for the stability. I sure wouldn't sugarcoat it for them. I would tell them, this is hard. It's still hard. I mean, I'm doing really well in this situation now. Five years later, it's still very, very hard. I lost the life that I had before I got the children, and I had a good life. I was having a lot of fun. But I can see very clearly that the children love having someone to trust, someone who's always there, and someone that knows whatever they need I'm going to be there to provide it for them.
0: you know let's let's talk about you I think you mentioned homework. Uh, you know, school's different nowadays. Um, I'm a third grade teacher. i I know uh, a lot of caregivers tell me things have changed considerably from from when when, when they were young and, and and I can attest to that as well. Let's talk about being uh, you know caregivers, specifically grandparent caregivers. To a school-age child, what's it like uh, trying to connect with your your son's teachers? Trying to to understand the way things are done in the classrooms uh, nowadays. What what's that transition been like?
1: Well, our grandson has an IEP, which helps, and we get a lot of support from the school system. Um they're wonderful to work with. I can we call them and they they're there to help me through whatever is needed with homework and they do a good job and you know we all try to work together as a as a unit and we try to keep the communication lines open all the time.
0: You you sound like a proactive couple.
1: Yeah, I think that would be right.
0: It, it Roberta makes
2: it easy. She is a workhorse. We won't take crap. But the wonderful thing is where we're at, uh, that school district does a fabulous job. Uh, They step up to the plate, and they really care. And that makes a big difference. But what they tell us is, wow, we're so glad we have you. I imagine some of the people that they're giving care to in the schools have only one-parent families. Maybe even not even grandparents, but you know it, it just makes it more difficult when the parents are busy and are not investing the time into the child. And it's probably discouraging for them. So they always encourage us when we go in there to, for the
0: IEPs or anything that we're doing with them. so it's it, it seems as if you've you've uh, you've, because of your proactive nature, uh, and and you know how much you love your son, your grandson, and, um, and and you want him to do well. It sounds like a bridge has been built between the school district and and your family. Uh, what sort of advice could you give, uh, maybe our listeners or even other uh, grandparent caregivers within your school district? I, I'm am sure you're not the only grandparent caregivers in your school district. What what sort of advice? Could you, um, could, you, could you give other grandparent caregivers that are raising school-age children?
1: Be involved with the school. Don't be afraid to call and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. They're more than willing to help you through whatever's necessary. They want your child to succeed, and they definitely know what they want as far as homework goes, whether they can let something go or not let something go, and, and just work with them. They're there for you to help to support you.
0: Okay.
2: I think it's like any teacher becomes a teacher because they want to make a difference. And these educators want to make a difference. But if you check out, why would they want to care then? Mm -hmm. So they put a stronger, um, how do you say, not emphasis, but they care more. Not that we saw them caring less, but... They see that you're involved and they want to have an effect on your child, also. And they often are looking uh, to communicate even more with us because of our willingness to communicate. So, do you think it's
0: important for school districts, uh, you know, and, and in particular teachers, to know that you are grandparent caregivers? Uh, you're, you're not, you know, the traditional biological. Caregivers, do you think it's important that, that they know that, the, that they're, you know, the distinction?
1: Yes, I think it's very important. Okay. All right.
0: You know, I earlier I, I mentioned that we would talk about, you know, a, a, almost a checklist for, you know, beginning grandparent caregivers. That's that's something that the, the Erie County's Kinship Caregiver Network is, uh, we've talked about it at a recent meeting. And, you know, we want to talk to experts uh, that, that can help uh, new grandparent caregivers. And, and when we, when we talked about that at the meeting, the first group of people that came to mind were grandparent caregivers. You are the experts, you know, um, and, 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 you know, your experiences, uh, you know, you're probably not all, uh, wins. I'm sure you've, you've hit a few, uh, roadblocks along the way. Uh, but but you know if you could give some more advice and and let's think about it as almost like a like, like I said like a checklist, um, you know let's 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 talk about financial and 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 legal matters and maybe even health questions. So so say a, a, a grandparent caregiver team um, is considering uh, you know full guardianship and they don't know where to turn as far as legal advice. Uh, could you could you talk about that a, a little bit?
1: Um, the best advice I would say is find somebody else in the same situation and ask them. There's a lot of different lawyers out there that will work with you, but some of them specialize in family care, and that's what you need to find is a family lawyer, and they're out there. You do, but ask, find somebody who's in the same situation, ask them. They're the best advice because they've mm-hmm. been there, done that.
0: Okay, all right, well.
2: Go ahead, Dan. No, pros will give you uh, the soundest advice. And a lot of times they'll give you advice without charging you. Uh, and then whatever their fees are. And most people are sympathetic in that situation. I thought that uh, the lawyer we had that helped us get the guardianship uh, was really reasonable. But uh, what's reasonable to us might not be reasonable to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what's the price...
0: What's the price worth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. You know, so, uh, so hopefully, you know, this, uh, I, I guess, recognition of of grandparent caregiving nationally, but but more more specifically here in Pennsylvania, hopefully that's going to build that community that that, 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 that you know you're talking about, Roberta, and that and, and that, that Dan talked about um, with with finding finding the right fit. Hopefully, the the emphasis on, you know, I call it the phenomenon of grandparent caregiving, will uh, give people, uh, you know, a feeling of safety and security when when they are reaching out to other people in in the same situation that that you were in nine years ago. Um, I would suppose that the same uh, advice would would work as far as uh, financial matters. You know, you. You probably have considered, um, you know, what's what's going to happen. You know, when uh, your son decides to, uh, you know, to maybe further his education, go into the military, go to, you know, whether the, seeking a trade, whatever it is. You know, do, are those things that keep you up at night? Uh, how do you how do you, I guess, solve those kinds of uh, problems, or how do you talk those through?
2: I don't know that we talk about those it's like one day at a time. I mean a win is hey we didn't have any problems today.
0: Okay. <laughs> a lot of times
2: you know uh Aragon will be uh antsy and he'll be just uh, he bounces. He just jumps up and down. Not only do did we get a child that uh, uh that we have to raise, but we've got a child with special needs and you'll find a lot of grandparents have that, Okay. They, uh, that are caregivers. And a lot of the circumstances that we have now with Aragon are the same circumstances that we went through before with our daughter. All right. And uh, so winning one day at a time. Yes, the goal is, you know, wouldn't it be nice if he could go to college? Wouldn't it be nice if the, I I'll be happy if he's well-adjusted. And flipping burgers at McDonald's, I'm I not might, might be like going, hey, guess where my kid works? <laughs> I won't go, you know. It's not like that. You see but big picture. but I will be happy if he's well adjusted, and uh, just that that's the key. And so, how do we get from from this point to that point? What do I have to do today so at 18 I can kick him out? <laughs> you know, and then that's not the way we think, right. but. Um, Sometimes if you don't kick them out of the nest, you're stuck with them in the nest and that's not healthy for them or for you. The other thing with the mental health situation, it's, it's best if we take care of ourselves first and him second. It's kind of like an airplane's going down. Put the mask on yourself first. So when he is screaming at you, I hate you, I don't love you, you know, and other things that we won't mention here, mm-hmm. uh, we just have to remember, you know what? He's just spouting off mm-hmm. things. He loves us deep down inside. We're doing right. We stick to our guns. Uh, the first time you uh, you compromise, it becomes the new standard. So we're trying to remember that and, and and stick to our guns while
0: we're having these battles. Do do you think that wisdom comes from your choice to reparent? Uh, go ahead. It looked like you were about to say something. <laughs> the choice. Do we have a choice? <laughs> you know. well, well, do you think? you know, you're you're talking about, you know, you 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 understand where you know where you know where these words come from and 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 they're they are just words um you know do you do you you attribute that that wisdom to the fact you know you you have raised a family uh you know already and you you have a chance to to reparent now
2: well there is wisdom that comes from that that's experience it's much easier i'm i'm not perfect by any means but i'm much better than i was Mm. 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and uh And those words, even though we can say, oh, don't let them matter and, you know, fight the straight course, we still have the difficulty of that emotionally it hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, it sticks with you. So you take the good with the bad. On the bad days, you try to remember that and stick to your guns and, Mm -hmm. you know, and you get a better day maybe tomorrow. And if you're dealing with meds, sometimes you have to wait weeks. For the course adjustment, sometimes a month or two—that's when it's
0: the most difficult. I see. All right. Uh, you know, when when we spoke at the at the kinship uh, picnic, uh, Dan, you and I talked about um, you know the fact that not all grandparent caregivers face the same hurdles. Uh, you know, every every family, every situation and context is different. Um, and, you know, we talked about how, how some folks have more family support, more social support than others. Uh, but as far as, uh, you know, your lives together, Dan and Roberta, um, I, I think we talked about respite. Uh, you know, is, is that something that is difficult to find uh, in, in, your, in your marriage?
1: It's very difficult to find. Both of our parents are both gone, so we don't have that type of family support system. And it's very difficult to just find somebody you can trust. Trust is a big thing. Okay. Find somebody you can trust to watch your kid. And to know if they have a meltdown, everything's still going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, respite's huge.
2: And it, it's difficult. We do have, we, we've been fortunate. God's given us people in our lives um, through church and friends. That have had qualifications that would meet the need, but we don't want to tax that or them mm-hmm. we don't you know we sure. want to take advantage of that uh, because we don't want to lose it uh We can take several hours out without having big problems, but to do the overnight where we want to stay out later uh we want to go see a see a movie or go see a concert mm-hmm. and then if he's on a schedule, and he's on a schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, 7 o'clock bedtime for a 9-year-old, boy, it works. And if we get him off of that, then, then it's not good. Uh, a little bit off, yeah, we see some effect. But you pick him up at 11 o'clock at night, not working. So having a night like that out really doesn't happen, maybe quarterly. And we, we'd like to bump that up more, and I think we will. He's getting older, but uh, we need that time. And, again, it's hard because you trust people. You know they're good people, but they're not parenting the same way as you would. And they don't understand the difficulties you have and how you handle it. And uh, their way may be right, but I doubt it.
0: So, (laughs) (laughs) Roberta could barely contain her... Her chuckle, um, so it it just to me it seems like the advice and and and, and your your uh, your testimony is, is it could be helpful and applicable to all caregivers, um, uh, you know, but especially grandparent caregivers. But I think you're, you've just you, you know your communication with each other has allowed you to get to the point where you know uh, you not only talk the talk but you walk the walk. Um, and, and and you know your 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 grandson's best interests are are always uh, at at the forefront of your decisions. So before we wrap up, uh, what could you uh, tell those those who are listening to the Grand Stories podcast? What's great about being uh, grandparent caregivers and, and living in a grand family?
1: The greatest thing about it is watching them grow every day. Changes every day. His outlook on life changes every day, and it's fun to see the world through his eyes, instead of through mine.
0: Okay.
1: Well, I
2: don't know. I don't want to say something positive. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to complain, because as a grandpa, I think it's really cool to be be go ahead and go. Here's the candy bar. Don't tell mom and dad I gave it to you, and then you send them packing, because yeah. you can't do that. So you don't get to you don't get to do that, but in some ways I have to pick and choose when I have to be the grandpa, and and say okay you know normally I would say no I'll just explain to you this I'm doing this as grandpa I'm not doing this as as uh, uh, you know uh, dad mm-hmm. and uh, so they get the ice cream treat or whatever it is you would normally not do. So it's like getting a good balance of that, so they can have a full experience, uh, like like we were fortunate to have.
0: And it sounds like the, the act of being grandparent caregivers gives you, uh, as a couple, a fuller experience, um, and and, and it, it seems to just keep your, uh, you know, your 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 thoughts um and, and the way you handle in the community the way you communicate it just seems like uh that that's maybe more um maybe a little hypersensitive uh being grandparent caregivers the way you talk to each other the way you talk to your grandson so i want to i want to thank roberta and dan for uh joining us at, in the grand stories studio um hopefully uh you you know the listeners will have his, uh, had as much joy as, as I have listening to your story, and uh, thanks again for coming down, you two. I, I truly appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: As always, feel free to send us a Facebook message with ideas or questions for future episodes of Grand Stories. Please like our Facebook page, Grand Stories. That's spelled G-R-A-N-D-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. It's all one word. You can also use the email apatrone at UCASD.org. That is spelled A-P-I-T-R-O-N-E at UCASD.org. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page called Grand Stories.